0: Well, in the history books for the British Touring Car Championship, another one's been inscribed with me as Peter Riches and Peter at Silverstone. You notched up your 300th BTCC meeting. Amazing achievement.
1: Yeah, it's 300 in the role I've got now. I'm sure if I went back in the history books as an ordinary scrutineer, there were quite a few more before then. <laughs> an ordinary scrutineer. Now you're a super scrutineer. A uh, chief scrutineer or a, or a technical director, yes. <laughs> Pete, how have, how have
0: things changed over that time? I mean, massive technical changes, rule changes, car changes, circuit changes. I mean, well, how, how, what's it been like to watch that come and go?
1: Where we were in 93 when I started, I mean, I had a set of scales and a, and a device to check the rev limit and, and a measuring box, and, and we'd just come on leaps and bounds. The, um, the super touring era with almost unlimited budgets took us a long way. But since then, we've got a lot more into the data um, and we move on every time. Mm.
0: Have all of those technical changes been for the better, do you think, Peter? I mean, sometimes people say
1: that progress (laughs) isn't always a good thing. Um, I think, yes, the playing field's a lot more level than it used to be. I think if you go back to the beginning of my era, almost bending the rules was a hobby. Um, but the, the super touring era with the, era with the manufacturers changed that. That if you were caught cheating, you lost your contract. Um, and now there, there's two levels of getting it wrong. There, there, there's the, the unfortunate error of the wrong tyre on the wrong car or slightly underweight or a wing angle or something like that. And then there's what I call deliberate cheating inside engines and suspension and gearboxes. Those days certainly in BTCC have really gone mainly with the specified parts. <clears throat> so it's very difficult to modify a specified part and get away with it. And the engine rules are a lot tighter and, and a lot more restrictive. Don't forget we'd use uh, different engines for qualifying in the races in Super Touring. Now you can only have two for the season. Yeah. and they're sealed so you can't get into them and play with them etc and the tolerances uh, Pete now are, are even finer than they've ever been so you ha- you and
0: your team have to be really honed in looking for those those small differences
1: yes but I think a lot of the, of the equalisation now comes from the way we control uh, the boost for example and the capability of each engine builder um, to get where they are and, and yes we are closer than we've ever been I mean when you get you know, 95% of the grid within one second. Uh, I don't think there's any other series that achieves that. Mm-hmm. How did you get into this, Pete? How did I get into this? Um, I suppose when I when I was at school, there was a guy in the in the same town who, who raced. Um, he went on. He, he did the British Touring Car Championship. he used to go with him on weekends. He then built um, Formula Three cars. I went to university and got in, involved with a guy uh, called Chris Meek who uh, uh, family still own Mallory Park. Um, and we ran the Europa for many years, which I have to say was definitely the other side of the white line uh, <laughs> on several aspects, um, but never proven so. Um, then I, when I stopped doing that, I was approached to be a scrutineer and you start at the bottom and you work your way up and, and I'm bit akin to a football referee who starts on a Sunday morning and ends up in the Premier League <laughs> um, and I've gone from the Sunday mornings at Snetterdon to the Premier League of British Touring cars. Now you make an interesting uh,
0: analogy there with um, football referees because everybody knows that when things don't go the way that the fans favourite want it to go, mm-hmm. the person they blame is the referee. You've, you've got to
1: have had to have broad shoulders Pete. Haven't you? I think I've heard every excuse in the book, I've heard every argument in the book Um, I can almost predict who will ring me first when we make a change Um, and I can probably tell you what half the team's views are on certain things as we go along you know there's certain rules in the rule book that suggest that certain teams should win all the time
0: yeah, so you're not saying any more. Well, I shall not there. say which ones. So, so you've seen lots of drivers, lots of cars, but lots of drivers come and go. Yeah. Are you allowed to have a favourite, from not necessarily from the existing pack, but you know from over all of those years you've been involved, have you had a favourite?
1: Yeah, I, I, I probably think that, that over all the, the years, probably my favourite team are Schnitzer. Hmm. You know, Charlie Lamb uh, was a great team manager. Uh, you know, The sport misses him. Um, and they were always good fun. Mm. You know, they were honest, they were, they were pushing the rules in Super Touring, but th- they were with it. Mm. Uh, the most flamboyant driver is probably Tarquini with his driving style. I mean, there's some wonderful pictures of him from Donington in Super Touring days on two wheels uh, and, and such like. Mm. Um, and then you've got, you know, the, the honest rogues of John Clelland and company. Um, so, yes. Um, I think uh, there's always been good drivers through the areas but you can't really compare them. Mm-hmm. You know, at the moment, oh, hard to say, but probably the guy who's leading the championship is, pro- you know, he's pretty good. Mm, um, absolutely. Um. So, do you?
0: get much chance to watch the actual racing
1: no i watch it on itv4 during the week (laughs) on catch up or on or i record it in fact i've still got three events this year to get up on
0: but that's nice to know because you're 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 there and you're focused and i know it's it's keeping it in the family with Mm. sam as well and um it's i I guess i'm trying to work out whether or not you still get excited by the racing or are you excited more by the technology that you have to uh, be a scrutineer for
1: I think it's a bit like a drug motor motor racing. Um, unfortunately, this year I don't see as much at the circuits as I used to because I can't spend my time in other teams' garages. And so I probably would watch a good half on either on a pit wall monitor or in a garage monitor during the races if not a lot was going on in the pits. Mm. This year I've, I've had to watch more on the TV. Uh, yeah, I'm in a good close fight. Is, is always worth looking at. <laughs> of those three
0: hundred meetings, have you have you estimated how many actual races you've you've overseen? Uh,
1: it's seven hundred and something, I think, <laughs> from the document I produced. I can't remember right. um, because we we you know we've gone from one or one on some weekends to uh, double headers in super touring days up to the, the three for the last fifteen or so years. Yeah. Of course, very very soon we're going to have hybrid uh, yeah. engines coming in. You're looking forward to that? Well, it's not quite hybrid engines; it's a hybrid edition. Hybrid to, uh, edition. Yeah. yeah, i stand um, corrected. And because um, yeah, it's driven by the transmission, not by the engine. Um, it, it's it's a new era. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the teams cope with it. And of course it also coincides with the change in the toker engine supplier so for 22 we'll have a new toker engine and a hybrid package has that created a
0: lot of work for you pete you're going to have to rewrite the the scrutineering rulebook for
1: for this this new generation i guess um not that much in terms of writing the rule book there's been a lot of work getting the package together um, to meet the spec that that we set at the beginning and, and you know we're just about there the toker engine was only a tender process the rules won't change that much for the fact you've got a different engine as a toker engine because we've got different engines now. We've got the Honda and Ford in addition to the Toker one. As far as the hybrid goes, it'll be the manual of how you fit it and how you use it. You know. And that, that will take a bit of playing with and, and we're fairly open-minded at the moment of how much freedom they can have with it, but we may find there's too much freedom. Uh, and we have to restrict it when you can use it a little bit and the, that time will tell uh, and they'll be looking for new ways of bending the new regs i guess <laughs> yeah but you know with a data logger and a good cosworth team you can you can just program it to pick up all that stuff and it'll soon there's you. always somebody watching isn't it yes. um, peter just finally
0: um looking over the horizon what do you hope for in terms of this championship and the way that your role and the people who will come
1: after you what do you hope that it will continue to achieve it's still uh, probably one of the best national championships in the world um, we've always set a trend with british touring cars we've been leading forward uh, once we've got the new engine and hybrid out of the way i hope the boys can pick it up and carry it on and and work out what to do next fantastic Uh, a great
0: achievement Pete and uh, really good to see here we're at uh, Croft this weekend and it's uh a It's going to be a windy and cold one, I think, isn't it?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's the first time I've been at Croft uh, in uh, October (laughs) since before it closed in about 78 or 79, (laughs) so yes. It's been an interesting season. But but we can come here in June, it can be
0: very wet. Absolutely, Pete, great to catch up. It's been an interesting season and fascinating. Congratulations once again uh, on that milestone. You're in the record books, well done. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Pete.